Welcome back to The Good Stuff, Cliff Central's very own happy hour with myself, Brent Lindicue. I'm not entirely sure what that music was, but I had to get rid of it. It was noise in my ears. My headphones are going a little bit crazy. Um, I absolutely love Tuesdays. I get to come into studio and hang out with you guys and bring you all the good news stories. We get to uh, search the whole week for good stuff to bring you so that we can chat about and, and sort of highlight all those trending things that are happening online. I have a massive show today, and hopefully we'll get through it. Um, it's all about the good news, so I'm sure we will. There's nothing more annoying than when an opinion piece written on a blog gets picked up by news websites and placed in their column section. All of a sudden, opinion becomes fact. It's like when News24 finds those trending articles and then just sticks it into their column section, and it all of a sudden gets the News24 bad, and you believe this might be news. Um, over the last couple of days, we've seen a couple of these posts that have been trending online, and they all are exactly like that man that stands on the corner in New York with the sign saying the world is about to end. If you see it, it goes, I don't know, South Africa's only got five years left, two years left, 18 months left. They've all got different numbers. Um, I've got Robbie in studio to debunk that myth, and we're going to chat about how to ignore posts like that and not let them affect you and realize that South Africa is alive with possibility. We're not going anywhere. We have nothing to worry about. What I want to know from you guys, the listeners, is have you seen these posts? Have you heard, have you read some of them? Do you believe the drivel about the fact that South Africa might only have two years left and we all need to get the hell out of here and make our way over to greener pastures? I'm not entirely sure that I'm convinced. We'll also be bringing you the top five good news stories for the week like we always do, chatting about a couple of charity drives that you can get involved in, and later on we'll be talking to Kaz, who is uh, going to be launching her new single on our show. Say what? It's very exciting. Rob, how are you doing, mate? It would help if I turned your mic on. Uh-huh. There I am. How's it? Um, yes, very <laughs> cool to be here. It's not the easiest week, as you've said, but um, I'm sure we can swing it around. Man, we're all about the good stuff, and that's what the show's. Th- this is what the show is for: is to motivate, inspire, and make us feel passionate about being alive, whether you're in South Africa or not. And my clothing's literally coming off in the studio. It's a little Easy bit warmer. Uh, <laughs> whether you're in South Africa or in different parts of the world, I know that uh, that we'll have an inspirational show for you. We do actually have listeners from around the world, um, and and it's quite cool to see where everybody comes from. I digress. We did a we did our first birthday party two two weeks ago, and Cindy flew in all the way from Ireland. I mentioned this last week, but she flew in to come have a party with us in uh, at Movida. It was in. Sane. Off the hook. It was incredible. So the word's getting around. The word's getting around. We're getting a lot of followers. Um, have you climbed, climbed any mountains lately since you are a mountain, a resident mountain climber? Yeah. Um, no, the only thing I've climbed lately is the steps at the Westcliff Hotel. <sighs> Don't All remind me. I'm supposed to be 205 of them a couple of times, but I'm off in two weeks time to go to Peru. Go and climb some cool peaks there. As you do. I mean, uh. Yeah, no. I'm way jealous, way jealous. I actually need to start training. We were chatting about this before the show. I have to climb Kilimanjaro in... Not have to, want to. Want to, am going to, in October. And I haven't done any training. Again, this is a problem. So um, I think I need to get my ass into gear and uh, get up those stairs. How often do you train? Um, As often as possible. With the, the trip just around the corner, I'm hitting it six days a week. Not steps, but everything from personal trainer to... 
boxing to running to up and down. Just, you know, get the heart rate, go for a run, go oh, for a race. I'm so scared. Yeah. Don't I'm be so scared. scared. It only hurts for the first hundred years. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to get to that and I, and I will get my ass into gear and get to climbing the West Cliff stairs. I know that that's one of the best ways to train for it. Absolutely. There's a lot of climbers that are going up and down the West yeah. Cliff stairs. It's really a cool vibe. When you get there, all your angst will be gone because there's people going there, they're cla- training for Kili, they're training for the Otter Trail, they're training just to stay in fit. There's people taking their dogs there and the dogs are there to make you look stupid and lazy. It's, it's really, really cool. Brent, you've got nothing to worry about. Ah, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. And how are the talks going? I've, I've been watching you on Facebook. You're quite busy. I am getting around. I had a really cool week. Um, I got to speak to the Netcare Education Center, all the guys that are training up to be the people that'll be responding when things go wrong. Really cool bunch there. And then the week before that, I was at Standard Bank. The, uh, IT brains behind uh, the corporate business banking, those guys. And despite that, they were really cool. Cracked a couple of smiles. That's amazing. I'm I'm quite nervous. On the 23rd of July, I have my first air quote talk. And um, it's it's happening. It's, it's a project that uh, Mark Sham has developed called Suits and Sneakers. And uh, Gareth Cliff is on board. I'm going to be shooting through. And it's about an inspirational talk for young minds. Cool. Yeah. They asked me to be a part of it. Um, I am super nervous because apparently the theater that they, that they've booked, which is the Mosaic Theater in Krugersdorp or 14th Avenue. Yeah. It seats 3,000 people. So it's a little one. Yeah, it's tiny. It's really that. You know what? I find the, the, the bigger the group, the easier the talk is. I've heard that. When you go down to like five people and you're always in eye contact with somebody, it does get a little bit intimidating. So 3,000 will be cool. Does it help when you're on sort of a platform and there's lights in your eyes? Because then you don't have to actually. <laughs> to, to an extent, yeah. It's like it, it does create a bit of a separation between you and the millions out there. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm It'll excited. It'll be awesome. I think it's going to be cool. Um, couple of things. Uh, bungee jumping. So, something I put on my list here. That guy that we were talking about, that, uh, four ways tower bungee yes. jump, whatever it's called, it's open and we're meant to, you and I are meant to go do it. We need to do it. My problem is because I drive past it quite often, the height of the jump doesn't look like it fits the width of what that crane sticks out on. So my concern, my concern is if we go do the jump, I don't want to like hit the side or. I, I'm sure there's someone with a clipboard and a white coat that's done all of those calculations. Do they range. do that beforehand? They kind of want to stay in business. Okay, because I'm that way. A little bit nervous. It has been open, and I've been meaning to call you and sort of come round to four ways. We'll have a beer and then jump off a crane. Um, but um, I'm I'm quite nervous, so you might have to just talk me into doing that as well. I saw a bumper sticker that said, "Feel the fear, do it anyway." I'm in. Cool. I'm in. Set the dates and, and I'll bring my, my camera. We'll do a little, uh, we'll take a couple of photos and maybe live stream us jumping off a crane. Cool. How we roll. Absolutely. For sure. Um, question, uh, man flu. Man have, you, have you been affected by man flu this year? No, but my wife has. No. Um, women don't feel it as hard as men do. Yeah. No, you know. no I haven't got the flu yet. No, I touch wood. Touch so wood, touch the reason wood. I brought it up is because I have, and I, I've been trying to kick this thing for two weeks now. I don't know if you can hear. I'm a bit sort Barry of, Whitish. Barry Whitish uh, makes my voice a little it's bit. The man flu, <laughs> and it is quite. Um, it's quite crappy actually being sick, mm. and uh, it is going around. And I, I don't know what the cure is. Maybe just to stay in bed and, and not 
mess around as much as Recover I Recover properly. Because if you don't, we're going to have to change the show to the green stuff. The green stuff on Cliff Central. No, the thing is that when you're so busy, um, we live in the 21st century. There's always something going on. There's, there's so much happening all the time that it's difficult to just stop. I met, mm-hmm. I had lunch with a very interesting um, person. It's a marketing manager of a big telecoms in South Africa. And he doesn't keep email on his phone. Smart. He does not keep email on his phone. And I, I just, I looked at him and, oh, I thought you run this big company and you have so much going on and you just choose to tap out because you shouldn't let business affect your personal life, which is well, I mean, that's well into the future. Whereas I, my phone's always beeping and things are always going on. So there's never really any downtime. Yeah. It's a thing of engagement. There's got to be a time when you completely disengage. We've got to, you know, Hit recharge sometimes. Otherwise, you do. You run down your immune system and you're always on that constant level of busy doing nothing. Go, 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 go. Go, 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 go. Well, we're all about the good stuff and that's exactly what the show is about. Um, let's, uh, let's hear from our good stuff correspondents as to what we have uh, this week trending on social media. Here's the good news roundup for the week. Uh, really checking out some of the really cool stories going on around the world. Fifth place is the cast of Broadway's productions of Lions, King and Aladdin. Got delayed on a bunch of planes together in an airport in the States and decided instead of drinking huge amounts of coffee, they got full pitch perfect on each other with a full-on airport sing off the videos random going around the world. It's really cool. Check it out. In fourth place, a nine-year-old girl spending her free time building shelters and growing food for the homeless, a modern take on the old lemonade stand. Third place, an eight-year-old boy who decided to grow his hair long to make wigs for cancer, got incessantly bullied for two years, didn't give a damn, and has now become an internet sensation as a result of his tenacity and uh, refusal to give up in the eyes of adversity. Second place, a really good homegrown South African story spreading around the world. The simple concept of the street store, originally pioneered by an art director and copywriter from an ad agency in Cape Town, has gone truly international. It's simple, it's basic, it serves fantastic human needs, and it's uh, really going to be huge around the world. And in first place, in London, a single mom provides free laundry and dignity for families in need, not opening up her house, opening up her laundromat, her washing machine and her tumble dryer to uh, help people in need with a little bit of dignity. Those are the good stories from around the world. Jeez, Nikki has changed. <laughs> usually, uh, usually Nikki does the good stuff news and brings us all those good news stories. And um, this week her voice is a little bit deeper. I think she's got man flu. Maybe she's got it too. <laughs> no, that was Andrew Ross bringing us the good news. Um, Nikki's down in Cape Town doing a bit of charity work. Uh, our official English good news girl is doing some good stuff uh, down in Cape Town. And we'll hear from her next week as to what she's been up to. But top five news stories, top, top five good news stories of the week. Um, the first being the cast of Broadway. The Lion King and Aladdin cast got caught in the same airport at the same time in America. And they got laid over for five Hours, where they just they maybe that was the wrong word laid over wrong word yeah, no it's fine it's fine works yeah. um the, yeah their their flights got delayed for five hours and instead of moaning and sitting around they decided to get out their voices because that's what they come with and they did like a proper pitch perfect riff off 
where they were singing awesome. the, half the cast from Lion King were all sort of doing their Lion King songs and the other side were doing Aladdin songs and it was like this me, you, me, you singing and the airport just flipping went up. Must- Everybody took out their camera phones and went to YouTube and it's been all over social media. And the cool thing about it is a lot of the cast are from South Africa. That's Say cool. what? Yeah. yeah, that we've got a lot of talented people that are working overseas and um you can hear it because I don't think I don't think the Americans would would get the uh those African songs 100% correct without the help of a couple yeah. of South Africans. And apparently it's all like proper Swahili and all there's nothing made up in there. Wow. Yeah, it's all like even the the whole you know that famous thing where they hold the lion cup yeah. up and go that one. Um it's apparently real words. It says I bring you a prince or something like that. That's flippin' cool. Awesome. Flippin that cool. would have been one to see, hey? Well, I'll post the videos, then you can see it. Yes. You can be on top of it. In, in the fourth place, it's a nine-year-old girl who spends her free time building shelters and growing food for the homeless. And why this is important is because she's nine. Yeah. What did you care about when you were nine? Yeah, building you know, sandcastles. You didn't really think of other people and be compassionate for people around you. And she is. She's doing amazing things again in America. These Americans are taking us by storm. They're just doing their thing. Mad. Start a trend. We should catch on quick. Well, we can only try. We can only try. And number three, um, it was a story that got shared a couple of times. So a lot of people were sharing it onto my walls with, re- oh, onto my walls, onto my different social media sites, Facebook, Twitter. Everybody was posting this, the story of this little boy with the most amazing blonde hair who had decided again, he's also like young, eh? like eight years old. And he decided to grow his hair so that he can donate it to cancer. To cancer, yes. And all these kids during that time were bullying him. And he was like, I don't really care what you think. Yeah. Uh, I know my hair is long and I might look like a girl or whatever you're going to mock me for. But in the end, he, uh, he, he had a reason as to why he was doing it. And then he went viral. So all those bullies must now be going, mm, why didn't I grow my hair? More humble passer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's, that's a flipping cool story. And, and, you know, to share. I'll also put that up on social media sites. Number two is something South African. Um, and, and Andrew mentioned that it was an advertising agency down in Cape Town that came up with this concept. I'm going to play a little clip so that we can catch up with what it is. It's called the Street Store. And um, basically, they came up with a way to assist homeless people without removing their dignity. So a lot of homeless people, I mean, if, you, if you're destitute, you don't have a house, you don't have a home... Um, the last thing, and it is something that they, they tend to do is beg, but you don't want to be a beggar. Like that's, mm. you don't want to be in that position. So this guy had this idea to create a pop-up street store where he's created these cardboard boards that, um, have the place for shoes, place for pants, play, and it's got like a little hole so you can hang stuff in. And then you as a giver come and put your clothing into these slots and then homeless people can basically shop for free. That's awesome. And it's gone international. That's gone international. So I'm going to play a little clip uh, with him talking. You can have a listen. South Africa. A country where the haves and have-nots live side by side, but seldom connect. I was living on the street about 13 years, 14 years, 16 years, 17 years. Believe me, I was living on the streets about a long time. People want to help, but aren't always sure how. And for the homeless, begging is degrading. In partnership with the Haven Night Shelter, the street store was born. The world's first rent-free, premises-free, free pop-up store for the homeless. Somewhere safe to give and easy to collect. Made only from posters, people hang up and drop off donations. 
then the homeless choose things they actually want and like. For many used to rummaging in bins, this was their first dignified shopping experience. Shopping in the streets so was for me very nice. The people was accepting me very with friendly faces. A week before the pop-up, we called for donations on social media. Within days, we found ourselves on prominent national blogs, news, radio, and TV. But the world wanted in too. Bono's one organization, Huffington Post, Good, and hundreds of others. Over 3,500 homeless were clothed, and millions in free PR was generated. More importantly, we brought people together like never before. But homelessness is international, so we went open source. Anyone can download the artwork and host their own street store. To date, 121 people have signed up. A few simple posters to restore the dignity to the homeless in Cape Town suddenly touched the lives of so many more. You are sent from heaven. Thank you very much. There's no way I can pay you back. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, man. Absolutely phenomenal. What a great video. Um, and a great story. 121 countries have jumped on board around the world. And they're all doing their own pop-up street stores. And it's the brainchild of a South African. Yeah. Started right here. That's incredible. I'm going to repost that video because I don't think that the soundbite may have done it justice. It's it, uh, incredible. I was watching here and it wasn't for my ears. The top of my head would have fallen off. I was just smiling. It's it's magnificent to watch. Yeah, really, really helping communities. And that's what we're all about. It's it's people doing, I mean, I've said this a hundred times, people doing what they can with what they have to make a difference for someone else. Bang. Man, that's important. So easy. So easy. I know um, it's winter now. So right now in our own spaces, we must have old clothing and stuff that maybe you didn't wear last season or the season before or the year before. And you've got stuff in your cupboard that you actually never touch because yeah. generally we wear the same amount of clothing again and again and again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Take that stuff and, and start your own street store. Yeah. You don't, you don't need a fancy ad agency to help you make the posters. Just go and do it. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. All right, so, Robs, the reason I brought you into the studio today was because of our show theme. Yeah. Um, our social media is a sacred place where we absorb and share content, content and news that's applicable just to us. Yeah? Yeah. Well, we make it applicable to ourselves. We kind of do. And as South Africans, we face a lot of ridiculous news that comes up either in our news feeds or... Uh, newspapers, radio, whatever's going on. Think about it. Um, right now, we've got Nkandla, which is just not going away. Yeah. And if we have to watch, the, I mean, I don't know if you saw that video from Parliament where the fantastic Jay-Z stood up and went, Nkandla. Yeah, yeah. Like he made a joke out of out of what is a huge problem in South Africa and something that, that I don't know, that the layman is trying to deal with and we don't know how, which is incredibly tough. Um, we've got load shedding, which is, you know, not going away. It's not going away. And it is quite, um, it's quite debilitating and a little bit negative when you get home after a long day's work and there's no lights. Yeah. You know. And it's funny, you get lights for 60% of the time, but they still send you a hundred percent of the bill. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Another reason not yeah. to be not to be on the on the brighter side of life. Our crime is just. I mean, everywhere you look, there's always stories of um, what's going on in South Africa with the crime. Um, but that's also negative and debilitating, and and something that we don't need to focus on. Yeah, I mean, it, you you make a very good point. Then I was going to get to it. Um, 
you get to choose what you, you, you take in. And you say everywhere you look. Well, maybe you should change the places where you're looking. You know, I go through phases where I have to turn off the news. I cannot listen to the news, on, be it on the way to work or reading it up on it on the internet or whatever it is. I turn off from the news because it just gets too much. Over the last few weeks, South Africans have taken an absolute battering in Kandla. And in the same week, he takes a, a, a salary increase. Hey? And, uh, oh, petrol's going up and Etol's still hanging around your neck. And, 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 and. And we could go on and on and on, but we don't have to. We don't have to. We don't have we to. We don't have to. And that's, and that's why I've got you here. The biggest reason is, um, last week there was an influx of these articles, uh, that were being shared with regards to the end of days for South Africa. And there was a couple of them. The one said, uh, South Africa's only got five years left. There was another one, um, from an expat in Australia who had written in to her blog, which had been picked up. And she spoke about how we should not judge people for leaving South Africa because there's not much time left in South Africa. And it was like completely negative. And, um, and it was being shared on my social media, which I yeah. saw it pop in and I just thought, Ugh. um, I didn't want to read the articles, but I did because I, I need to be informed for the show. So I was like, let me, let me get what is behind these articles. One of the biggest ones, and it was picked up by a, a new site, was by a gentleman whose name is R.W. Johnson. He's a British South African journalist. He's written a few books. A few books. Oh, that famous guy everyone's heard of. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think more importantly, so his book now that is being released in 2015 and the reason why the article was trending, it's called How Long Will South Africa Survive the Looming Crisis? Dum, dum, dum. End of days. And um, interesting enough, when I did my research, he, he basically says South Africa's got two years left and then we're done. Because of our economic crisis, because of the crime, because of what's going on in South Africa. We've only got two years left. But mm. when I got stuck in there and started researching what this oak is all about, I found out that good old R.W. Johnson actually wrote exactly the same book in 1977. Fantastic. It just wasn't called Looming Crisis. It was called How Long Will South Africa Survive? Boom, boom, boom. Again. Again. And, and back in those days, he gave it two years as well. So... Yeah, it, I mean, it, for me, if you, one of the f- things you have to do whenever you read something hectic, like take the Oscar st- story. Hey? Oh, who knows? In a few days, he's going to be out free as a bird. He's actually not. You know, when when it does happen, and in seventy six days, he he's not going to walk out free. He's under correctional management. So do a little bit of research into the story. Everyone takes these things and they see it as fact, and that's one of the problems with the internet. It's like my mom. I read it on the Google. It must be true. It must be true. It's the must Google. Be true. It's the Google machine. So look at this guy. For me, it screams um, relaunch PR. Hey, I wrote the book. It didn't sell so much. So what do we do? I don't have any new ideas. So I'm going to relaunch the book. Relaunch the book. He's he's changed it a bit and he's made it more about sort of because because back then it was all about apartheid. So now it's it's the polar opposite. I would think. Oh dear. And. Um, yeah, I just when I when I see people sharing these articles and and sort of reading them and and giving it to their networks, I just think, why? Mm. I think South Africans have got a, a nasty habit of delighting in in the gore and the blood and guts, and the worse it is, the more we've got to talk about on a Monday. Yeah, uh, I mean, did you see the video of the lady who was attacked in the lion park? I heard all about it. You and can it was, click and watch the video. I didn't watch the video. No thanks. Do you know how many people have clicked and gone through to watch it, though? I mean, I can only imagine. why? We've got to also adjust that sort of mindset. 
You know, you, you don't have to click every post on Facebook. You know what, Robbie? You're actually right. When I was younger, um, before the internet had Facebook, before we were playing on social media or Twitter or any of that stuff, um, the, the, I remember in school there was this horrible website. I don't remember the name. And if I did, I wouldn't give it any airtime. But it showed like gory videos. Mm. And back then, the way that these things got shared was by word of mouth. So we yeah. would get to school and people would be talking about this gory website where you can go look at gory things. It's clear that we're almost like, we like being the victims. We like for look, sure playing, playing the, the, yeah, the underside. And it is, a, it becomes addictive and it's almost like a bit of a rush. You see that and it's bad. Let's find something slightly worse, you know, and you just keep going and it becomes a mindset. I get it. We need change. We need to focus on what's going on. We need to know what's happening in South Africa. Obviously, that's what the realist is going to say, is that we do need to know what's going on around us. Mm. But I don't think we need to be sharing that stuff. I really believe that positivity breeds positivity. And if people start sharing good stuff, good st- like it'll just create this other vibe. It'll also go viral. It'll go viral. Well, we're, we're proof of that because it has happened before. You know what, Brent? I, I tell the people because I, I do – Talks on Kilimanjaro, by the way. It's one tomorrow night you need to be at. Um, and I tell people when they research everything about Kilimanjaro, do enough research. You know, you're going on a holiday, so know what you're up against. There's a couple of things that can be quite nasty, so know what you're up against. But don't read yourself into a corner. And that's what people are doing. I saw this on Facebook. Then I watched the news. Then I went on to News 24. And I've got an app that brings up headlines every 60 seconds. And you do. You get inundated and you paint yourself into a corner of negativity. And there is nowhere to run then. Okay. So the question is, how do you change the way you consume media? How do me, or me, how do I, how do me, how do me, how do I as a consumer change the way I consume media on social media? Um, how don't I, the negative stuff, how do I let it not affect me? You get to choose, you know. Um, I believe whenever something happens, proactive people get proactive, angry people get angry, and sad people get sad. You get to choose how you're going to react to it. Put yourself on a diet. No, but no, it's not that cheesy. But um, <laughs> put yourself on a diet, you know. <laughs> Cut it down. I, I cut out news for days, weeks at a time. You've got to know what's going on, absolutely, but you don't have to revel in it and, and swamp yourself in the details. So choose what you're going to take in. I halve, agree. Halve your content. Portion half distortion. Content. Hey? Portion distortion. I like that word. Portion distortion. Portion distortion, yeah. And you know what? Take, take in what you need and leave the rest. You know, let let the, the naysayers play with the rest. A couple of articles that I'm going to try and go viral. So if you're on my Twitter or my Facebook or even on Cliff Central, we're going to post these up now. A letter from the first round founder and former executive Paul Harris to a concerned friend has gone viral. Funny thing is that this letter, I'm doing air quotes again, is um is from 2012. It's all the way from 2012. It's a letter that he wrote back then when it was looming that it would be the end. And basically, it's entitled, Don't Stress About South Africa, but yeah. He wrote a letter going, don't stress. We're good. We are all good. Look at everything else happening in the world. The financial crisis, jobs that are people are losing, sort of all the other stuff that's going on. South Africa ain't that bad. For sure. Also, you need to remember that we're not the only ones facing trouble. I mean, I, I lift my eyes up and look at CNN. 2,200 schools closed today because of the MERS virus. Wow. Hey? the the uh, Sorry, on the topic of positivity, I got a post coming in from Nepal saying we're okay. 
The earthquake hit. The airports are back to normal. We need your money as tourists. Please come and visit if you'd like to volunteer. But otherwise, we're okay. That's amazing. And that's a phenomenal mentality. And we need to start thinking like that. We are okay. I think we do. A couple of facts that can get us into that good mood and sort of see that we're in a good space. Just last month, BuzzFeed rated us South Africa as one of the most beautiful countries in the world. Awesome. And Say I what? Because on the internet, it has to be true. It has to be true. <laughs> it has to be true. Among other things, um, South Africa, there's a list that gets put up every year. It's, it seems to be a French list, and they're quite a, a big company. Monsieur is what they're called. And South Africa features um, three of our cities in the most livable cities in the world. And I can give you the numbers. At number 85 was Durban. At number 91 was Cape Town. And 94 was Johannesburg. I need you to understand how big that is. There are over 2.5 million cities in the world. And three of our cities made the top 100. Top 100. I mean, that's a a tiny percentile. And we've got three of them in there. Uh, What an accolade. Absolutely. That's something that... uh, that we can be proud of. Yeah, I'm not packing my, my suitcase for Perth just yet. Not at all. I did ask uh, a couple of friends for quotes on, on social media, and Mandy Collins wrote back, and this is what she said. Because this is my home, these are my people, and I love living here. I love the crazy, eccentric, booed plan, rule-breaking, creative, noisy, busy, chaotic way we live. I love the sky and the savannah and the mountains and the sea and the wild, wild wind that sweeps down the coastline. I love the many-hued people and their many-sounds languages and the many, many ways we meet and greet each other in the street i love the way my country can exasperate me one minute and leave me with tears of joy and pride five minutes later because when it counts south africans know how to pull together i've seen it over and over again absolutely that, that's phenomenal i mean that is absolutely beautiful makes us excited about south Africa. for sure flipping hell this is the good stuff and uh on cliff central stay tuned Ivan Cleaners, Worcester, Kunrad speaking. Hi, Conrad. This is Chad from the Glen Gables Hotel in Worcester. We're looking for a new cleaning service. I found your number on the internet. Would you be interested? Yeah, flip great. Where are your offices? Well, on the corner of Alaho and Aldo, across from the Beef Tack and Tack Shack. There's more than one Worcester out there. Reach a more relevant audience by advertising with the Yellow Pages. Visit yellowpages.co.za and get listed online with South Africa's most trusted business directory. Yellow Pages. For local reliable results. That is literally the best series, well, not the best series, but one of the best series on TV right now. It's uh, the Empire cast with You're So Beautiful, one of my best tracks. They, I don't know if you've watched Empire, Robs. I haven't. Sorry. Do yourself a favor. Do yourself a favor. I am in love with Empire. Really? It's such an amazing, amazing series. I should get one of those TV things you're talking about. Well, that's the problem. Maybe we do need to get you one of those TVs. Um, born in Johannesburg, South Africa, as Caroline. We don't call her that anymore. Um, we're just going to get her marks on here. Got her in studio. Kaz. Hello. Are you with us? I am. What's Are you up? with us? She's been on the show before. She's 21 years old. Uh, she sets her sights on the entertainment industry. She, her first single blew my mind. Um, and her second single has, well, not your second single. Yeah, second single. Is it your single. second single? Yeah. Has been released on iTunes today. Today. Yay. I'm so excited. You're excited? Yeah. Very. So am I. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> so it's on iTunes. She needs to pay her rent. Go I do. and buy it. 
is what Please we say. Do. What have you been up to besides besides releasing a new single, which I'm sure takes up a lot of your time? What yeah. else has been going on? I've been recording my album, which we set to release in September, which is very exciting. And just you know, being, you know, when you say things on radio, you have to stick to it, right? Yes. The mother, no, I have. The it's mo- September. The motherland. Promise. The motherland did this when we had them in studio. They were like, mm, "We need to release an album," and then we sort of put a date to it, and, it, <laughs> and then they had to stick to it. Yeah, no, no, it's definitely September. That is the plan. So we're working really hard now so that we can get it out, like by the time it's like the around the first week, second week of September. So. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. I'm going to play a bit of your single so that everybody can hear why I'm so excited. Um, and then we'll chat about what inspired you to write it and uh, what yeah. it's all about. give it all away i want it to be something that people go and download oh yes that would be great and soundcloud so, so <laughs> you, what a song thank you very nice super 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 powerful yeah what is what inspired us well for me stronger is about letting go of what others tell you to be and how to live your life as well as what they think of you it's about kind of like moving forward from that and becoming a stronger person that stands for what they believe in and doesn't listen to what others say and it's my girl power song so it's incredibly powerful. Thank you. And I like it. It's, Thank I think you. it's going to do really, really well. I really hope so. I'm excited. So the song has been released on iTunes today, which is flipping awesome. Um, when's the music video coming? Because your last music video was epic. Thank you. Thank you very much. A great team like was behind that. So they're amazing. Um, we have already started talking about the new music video. So very excited about it. We should be releasing it mid-July. So we're filming it on the first week of July. So as soon as they get it ready, then it's ready and out there. That's so amazing. It's very exciting. Um, doing music videos and I mean, you, you're, you're a creative entertainer. So you come up with your songs. You have an idea. Um, is it cool to do the music videos as well? Is that part of the process? Oh, yes. Whenever I write a song, I think, oh, what's the music video going to look like? <laughs> we can do this and we can do this. And then I take it to my team and I'm like, what do you think of this? And they go, no, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> or they go, no, 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 that's great. And then we then we make something happen. But I love making the music videos. I mean, it's really hard work. I thought making a music video was going to be so glamorous and fun. And when you're waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning to catch the sunrise it's not that fun <laughs> uh, yeah i'm not an early bird i don't know do, uh, me neither no um how long did it take to do your last music video three days three days because we tried to catch everything at sunrise so that it had that nice golden glow over it so we had to wake up at three o'clock for two days in a row and then 
then there was rain and like we had to wait it out and then we had to postpone the third day to do a bonfire scene at night because it was just raining. It was like weather was not working in our favor. I don't think any good story started with a salad. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> That's what I say. Could be all the way. <laughs> How was your music video? Well, we had rain, waking up at three. It's good stories. Yeah, and I, I it was think fun. when you look back on your career, you're going to remember those, those first sort of moments. Yeah. Which definitely. is rad. Um, one of the things that we, we discussed before you came on air was mastering the song, yes. right? So that goes overseas. Yeah. I, for the first one, I didn't do it overseas because I thought, oh no, that's such a far reach. But then, I actually got it mastered by the same guy who did Taylor Swift's whole last album. So, uh, it was so cool. <laughs> Just the fact that he's heard my song is awesome. Never mind, worked on it. Yeah. And sent it back to me all the way from New York. Who, who organizes all that? Like, who puts that all together for you? Is me. that it? So you, yeah. you did that all yourself? Yeah. And my producer, Howie Combrink. So yes. we sit together and we write the songs together and then he goes, look, you should consider doing this overseas. It'll make it sound 10 times cooler. And I was like, mm. I don't know, really? And then he's like, just do it. And I was like, you know what? Why not? Why not? Why not? Well, again, it's, it's adding to your stories. Um, who else can say that they had their song, their song mastered? Song but, sung. <laughs> song sung mastered. <laughs> pop, pop, pop. Sorry, I've got man for you. So th- me talking right now is a miracle. Um, who else can say that they had their song mastered by the same person that did Taylor Swift's album? Yeah, it's crazy. And I think South African artists should like use international resources we shouldn't just sit here and be like no we will be south african and we will only use south african stuff because that's great and all but in reality overseas people are so successful for a reason they have the equipment that we don't have i was thinking about this the other day um i saw a quote that said we all have the same amount of hours as beyonce and i thought to myself yes we do um, but we, we don't have the same equipment as we We don't have the same resources. No, not at all. And we really don't. You know, if we all had an entourage and all of that stuff, we'd be able to do a lot yeah, more flip. in one day. If I had a stylist and a makeup artist, the second I woke up, I would look good Kaz, all the time. Kaz, you don't need one. You oh. walk you walk in here looking <laughs> fly. There ain't no problem Thank here. Thank you. <laughs> Super rad. Um, I want to know the sort of live, live playing circuit, because that's where I first heard you, was at um, Social in, in Four Ways. Yeah. Uh, the first time I ever heard you. And actually, on that evening one of my friends was like oh she's got to play at my wedding and it was all just because you are phenomenal live you're an entertainer thank you where can we find you out and about in Joburg in the next couple of days weeks Um, I have nothing planned for the next two weeks but I am playing at the Coffee and Chocolate Expo in Monte Cassino and I'm also playing Opi I just got confirmed for Opi so I will see you at Opi Um, (laughs) it's the first year that I'm going I've never gone to Opi (laughs) Those festivals are wild, eh? I hope you're ready. I'm ready. I'm so ready. ready. Bring it on. Wild and dirty. I used to, when I was younger, (laughs) I used to go to Woodstock. Um, my sort of varsity days. Back in the day. Back in the day. When Woodstock was still something. I don't even think they do Woodstocks anymore. Now it's all about oppies and everything else. Um, yeah, and it is, (laughs) I mean, it's, it's a festival. (laughs) Three days of, you know. Just crazy, crazy time. So that's cool. Um, I'll see you at OP. I'm going to be there as a, as a, I don't know, a customer. I'm going to be there as, as someone, in the, someone in the crowd. A screaming fan. A screaming fan. Come be my screaming fan. I'll I, give you pom-poms. I won't have to. I think you've already got a big following. I think there are people that follow <laughs> you around to all your different areas. I most certainly do. Um, what's, I mean, what's next? Okay, so we've, we've got the single. Yeah. We've got the video. Are you in the studio writing your new album? How yes. does that work? What yeah. is that process like? I'm going to studio again tomorrow. 
um, and we've started on new material last week. So first we were focusing on the single, but as of last week, we've started writing new material for the album where it's, it's a nice process because you're not thinking, Hey, we need to focus on this becoming a single. You're just letting like the writing process like take over. And, um, we turning out some cool stuff. Is it is it a fun process? Is it yes. something that you enjoy, sort of sitting there working out? Yeah, good? we have our coffee going, and we just drink way too much coffee the entire day, and um, then he basically how he can bring he does a lot of the music, and then I come up with the, all the lyrics and some of the melody, and then we like it's a very nice collaboration to have. Like we really click musically so i think you have to i think when you're stuck in that space with someone and you're working on yeah. that side you have and to also connect. it's it's quite daunting because it's kind of like handing over your diary to someone not that i keep a diary my songs are my diary it's it's stuff that i actually feel so like giving him all of my stuff it's like oh you're taking a part of my soul and i'm opening it up to you and it makes you almost feel vulnerable it. it's a yeah Wow. So you need to have a good trust with your producer. You can't just work with anyone. Well, in my opinion, I can't just work with anyone. I need to really trust that person. A lot of your songs. So we've got Stronger, which is powerful. It's your, it's your woman anthem. It's, it's a very strong song. Um, your other stuff, is some of it more emotional? Are you like, cause you're yeah. saying it's your diary. So are we, are we getting into the deepest, darkest trip? Yes, yeah. we are. We are. Um, with Tipsy, my previous single, that was just a nice, easy love song. But, um, with the album, there will come a lot of songs that are along the same lines of Stronger that are powerful and upbeat. And, um, maybe there'll be a few collaborations in the works, but I can't say that is exciting. <laughs> yeah. And with another, another female artist. So we're going to do the girl power thing again because everybody loves girl power. <laughs> Robbie's just going, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. girl power. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> um, fantastic. It's been amazing having you in studio. And I, I dig having you around. When, whenever you have new singles, or even if you just want to pop in. I'll just come say hi. Just come say hi. I don't Thank mind. You. How do people keep up to date with you, uh, your social media channels? How do they stay in touch? Well, um, so my name is Kaz, and it's spelled C-A-Z-Z. And you can find me on all social media under Kaz Official as one word. So Facebook, SoundCloud, everything is under Kaz Official, Twitter, Instagram. So it makes it easy to find everything. Working and something just I ask some people because I find it quite interesting. Working on the social media space and that's, that's where you are. You, you sort of promoting your business yeah. and your music all over social media. What do you find is your biggest medium right now? Instagram. Really? Definitely Instagram and Facebook. Um, I don't know. I find Instagram people are more responsive. They obviously people are more visual. So they want to see what you're doing on a daily basis. Um, I find that works better for me than Twitter. I, I try and do the Twitter thing, but I must say I'm not very successful with that. It's different for every, for every person. Yeah. And, and everybody that we've had in here, I've, it's something that I ask because, um, you are in that space. You're playing in that space. Yeah. And if I listen to what people are saying, the, the big companies and the corporates that are playing on social media, they say that right now the biggest is Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. And, and I find that phenomenal because Twitter's huge for me. But Instagram, like, it sits nowhere. It just doesn't. Really? It, I post photos and I do stuff, but it doesn't really feature. I look at some of my mates, um, they get like 500 likes on a photo. Oh gosh, I've never gotten that successful. But I think my most was like 40 and I was like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I think to myself, it's, it's, it's so 
bizarre how each one is different and yeah. um, how people work on different social mediums. But you can be found on all of them. So find me on everything and go listen to my new song on SoundCloud. And do not you like li- it, don't listen to it. Go download it. Buy it. And if you we don't have action. an iTunes account, because I found with my last singles, a lot of people came to me and they were like, "We actually don't have an iTunes account. It's on Amazon as well." So okay, so there's there's different spaces yeah. where you can purchase Please it go as get well. It. It'll be awesome. Um, I, I stand by this and it's, it's what I've said a couple of times. Uh, do not bootleg or pirate South African music. Oh, um, please. We need the support. They need the support. So if you, uh, if you do like a song from a South African artist, go and download the album, uh, or the song or the single. Um, they need the support and they need the money. If they're sending the stuff overseas to be mastered, you know yeah. they need the money. <laughs> Gosh. So support South African music, yo. Please do. <laughs> Please do. Kaz, we'll have you back in studio. Um, I'm going to do a little bit of a catch-up. We're going to talk about what's been happening. I've got two things that I want to bring up, Robs. Uh, the first is an amazing new thing. by It's on WeChat. Um, I don't know if you guys, you must have WeChat. You listen to Cliff Central. Come on now. WeChat is doing amazing stuff. They've just launched a new way to make money. It's called Pickup. And if you go onto the WeChat ID, you can find it. Basically, they're giving you, me, Anybody out there? Jobs. Um, and, and we do have that jobbing one, which is on WeChat already, but pickup is about transporting goods. So you could get a job. I mean, you're in the area. Um, they've recruited, recruited over 150 part-time and full-time drivers. And as the service grows, it will continue to recruit drivers. You may be students, stay-at-home parents, pensioners. It's such an easy thing because they, they can see where you are and they're like, Ooh, I'm in the same area. And I've got documents that need to go to, I don't know, from Ravonia to Bedford View. I'll pay you X amount to go do that trip. Okay. I uh, should put you on, maybe. Would work? Are you there? Yes. Are yes. you anywhere Hi. there? I'm, b- I'm back. Come Hi. in, Robs. Hi. Yo, so it's like a f- FedEx and Uber. It's flipping clever. It's mixed into one. I like it. And, and, I mean, WeChat have done phenomenal things on the jobbing market for that because it's instant, it's on your phone, you can sort of click and it's all GPS based so they know and then it's real money as well. I think you're going to your pick and pay to get the money back. Phenomenal. Which is once again a perfect example of people doing simple things. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. No. Put one and one together and, and you got some magic. Not at all. The second thing is, um, Shivas Regal and that's, I'm not giving them a punt, but they launched a venture, a global search for the most promising social entrepreneur. I want to say global. It was global. So it was all over the world. The winner is a South African, David Gluckman, who is the MD of Lumkani fire detectors. And, and basically it's those fire detectors in the location that pick up if there's a fire happening here and it alerts all the surrounding um, homes so that everybody can be aware that they need to brace themselves or prep their homes for a fire. Every winter, we get a bucket load of shack yeah. fires that, that happen. And this is just one proactive way to look after our community. He's one. How flippin' cool. Brilliant. You know? Yeah. South African, it's a South African product um, that will now go international, which is rad. Um, last week, I was at... Uh, an expo in Santon and I bumped into this lady who's written this amazing book. It's called Awesome South Africa and I've brought it into the studio today. I'm going to pass it over to, to Robbie just over the counter and um, I want you to pick a page. Any, any page. page. Pick a page. Any page. Pick a page. This whole... Oh, he's picking his page. This whole book is just filled with amazing South African facts, stats, 
uh, history. It is the most amazing, amazing book. I have fallen in love with it. It's called Awesome South Africa. And each week, I'm going to ask someone in studio to find something out of the book. Point their finger at a page. There, he's just pointed his finger. What do we have? What is the what is the fact? I've stumbled across a page. I mean, I've been looking through this book for the last half an hour, but I've stumbled across page two hundred six, South African inventions. And everyone always goes on about we're the we're the country cousins as far as the global community is concerned. But look at this: we've got the Colin Dictor, the first machine in the world that could record a telephone conversation. We had what? The, yeah, the. Uh, Jetmaster fireplace and briars were invented in South Africa. The creepy crawly, the barracuda, the pool cop, all pool clean, cleaning systems were invented here. The two lorometer, a highly accurate distance measuring device that revolutionized surveying worldwide, South African. Shuttle, low wattage, transformer, useful and safe innovative that could be installed in every office and home. I mean, the, the Roy Falk helicopter, the Polikansky fishing reel, um, the Plethosaurograph. <laughs> I can't even say them, but they were invented here and they're incredible. First instrument in the world for measuring rate of blood flow. That is I mean, amazing. And you go through this and there's just so much. I mean, we've got everything. Well, that's, I mean, every week we're going to bring you cool facts out of this book, um, Awesome South Africa, and it's just got really cool stories. Uh, we need to mark off that we've done something on that page, so I must get a post-it or something. So that or you can lick it just right. as he did. He just licked my book. No, I don't know what really. I'm going to do there. So every week I do a catch-up, and uh, this week is a little bit different. Um, you're tuned into Good Stuff on Cliff Central, where we bring you all the stories. Uh, every week we chat about Irwin's. It is a animal shelter in the south of Johannesburg that at the beginning of the year had 400 dogs that needed to be looked after. Um, they're a no-kill shelter, and uh, they got a, a sort of permit to say that they would be closing down because of noise levels and, 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 and. Um, they're still waiting for that court appearance. Luckily, African time doesn't mean that we stick to that. They were meant to be there on the May 31st, which it hasn't happened. But in that time, they've gone from 400 dogs to 208 that have been homed. People have actually got those Magic. dogs and um, brought them home. If you guys want more information or if you want to know about the pups, please visit Irwin Animal Rescue Center on Facebook. It's I-R-W-I-N. And uh, get yourself a new best friend is, um, is what we uh, are all about. Second story is incredibly heartbreaking. We've been following Jenna Lowe since her Get Me to 21 campaign went live last year. And I had the honor and the privilege of interviewing her. An exceptional young mind with the potential to change the world, she managed to do just that and change the way we see donating organs in South Africa. She inspired the nation and got people to get involved and sign up to be organ donors. I was one of those people and I'm proud to have that little red sticker in my ID book saying that I'm an organ donor. Late, late last year, she received a new set of lungs, but she's been fighting in hospital ever since then. Last night, and with tears in my eyes, after nearly seven months, she lost the battle. Jenna was one of the most phenomenal people I've ever had the honor of meeting. She was a dreamer, a doer, a forward thinker, and a change maker. Thank you for inspiring a nation. Thank you for inspiring me. Thank you for making me want to be better. Your legacy will live on forever. Um, you'll always be the life of the party and, uh, we'll, we'll keep you at 21 forever. Last night when the news broke, I got in touch with many of my, uh, sort of friends, partners, colleagues, and we'll be putting on your 21st for you. Um, I, we will do our utmost to get as many people involved and, uh, we want to break the world record for the most amount of organ donors to sign up in one day in honor of you. So hashtag forever 21. Robs, you were actually on the show when we interviewed her. Yeah, absolutely touching. And I mean, 
she's done exactly what you said. She's changed lives. She's inspired people and she's made a positive change. I mean, it is so easy to become an organ donor. And, and if anything, she, yeah, she's creating change amongst other people. A hundred percent. Um, we'll keep you Still. up to date with what we're going to do because it's going to be epic. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to head that up. That's, uh, for Jenna. Hashtag forever 21. This is the good stuff on Cliff Central. Um, only good things. Cliffcentral.com.